That's fair. You all ready to roll? Yes, I have a cup of tea and I'm eating Christmas cake. So. You have a cup of tea and eating Christmas cake. Shameful. Christmas cake. Christmas cake. Yay. Kick it off. Welcome to Yelling at Concrete Podcast, Martin. Whoa. With a mouthful of Christmas cake. In a row. Is it fourth year in a row? Yeah, there was one that was us and two with Ollie. One of us, two Ollie, and this one. No Ollie this year. No Ollie. Hiding away. Because of pandemic situations and everything like that. We're kicking off the year right, though. I mean, I've, I've managed to stack some podcasts post this podcast, and all of them are Zoom conversations, because obviously I can't meet anyone, so... Well, we're kicking sense, off the year, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously, we saw each other over Christmas. And why are we, we doing it via Zoom and uh, not in person, Graham? We're doing it because I forgot the camera. That's that's why. And, and, we, and the microphones right. and everything. Um, but it was one of many things I forgot that weekend, including I believe I believe I left my gloves at my parents' house. I also left my phone charger at our parents' house. You, you left your iPad charger, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it was just a, a weekend of forgetful things. Did not, not balance that out. Yeah. But, yeah. These things happen. So. Yeah. So but no, I, I, I like to I start the year off. Yeah. Well, I guess we get to do a different setup and a different look for the thing anyway, um, <laughs> which is good. It means I can test my microphone out. Uh, it does. And then, yeah, I can also yeah. slightly filter myself on video so I look slightly younger than I am. So that's a bonus. I mean, out of the two of us, who looks youngest here? Right. Well, I do, because I haven't got a stupid Jesus beard, but... <laughs> it's hardly stupid if Jesus had it, Christ. <laughs> I mean, you've got a... I can see a grey patch in the centre of your beard. That's not grey, that's just light. It's highlight. I know, my, my beard has different patches of colour. It does. It always I... has done. It's had three colours all its life. It could be brown, could be ginger, could be blonde. That is the one thing we might like. My hair and my beard are at least the same colour. Like, basically the same colour anyway. My beard is more ginger than I want it to be. But you were blonde. Say what? You were blonde for like the longest time, like properly blonde. Oh, as a kid, my hair, yeah, 100%. I was like super blonde. Yeah. Um, like, if you see that, like the picture in the dining room, which mum's got up of me, I think it's like four years old. My yeah. hair looks like proper, like ash blonde. Yeah. Um, just almost white. And then it, was, it wasn't until I was kind of like, maybe 14, 15, that the blonde started to drift away mm. and my hair became more brown. And now it's just basically brown. Yeah, but you got quite dark hair now these days. It's got, it's got a lot darker over the years, yeah. Um, Which is a shame because to... you could have gone white-haired and now you'll probably go like grey. Mm-hmm. Which is annoying. Mm. Um, I am tempted to dye my hair. What colour though? Just like do one of those like really bad bleach blonde dye jobs. Um, you know, like a Justin Bieber kind of like you can definitely see the roots because he doesn't give a shit. Um, just because I think it'll be funny. Well, and just get like a synth keyboard and and join an electronica band and start working out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one of those things is more likely to happen than the other. But I mean, yeah. yeah. 
yeah, all good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think this is why I like to start the the, the year off with us, essentially, because this this podcast episode differs so much from all the other podcast episodes because obviously we've known each other for so long, you know, at least thirty one years. So. We, the way we converse is completely different to how I converse with every other guest. The way yeah, we discuss we, things is completely different. It's just, it's just a nice kickoff. Well, it's like, um, it's like when you interview anyone that you're only meeting for the first time, it's mm. like you have a few guests on, which like you never really met them. You kind of, kind of know them via Instagram or through a friend, like that conversation will obviously have a different cadence to, and like tone to anything, anything else. Like you had Brett and Charlotte on, for example, or you had like, uh, Mel or like those kind of people who you see in real life all the time quite regularly then that's different again to how it would be again with me because we because we're brothers it's like there's a there's a much more relaxed tone to it like yeah. most people again will probably be a bit more respectful on the podcast as well whereas like I'll just talk like I normally would I wouldn't change the way I am for the podcast and if I think you've been a dickhead, I'll call you a dickhead. Whereas other people will be like, oh, it's Graham's podcast, but let's not call him a dickhead. Like e- even Brett and Charlotte would probably stand on ceremony a little bit. I get that nice little protection from, from dickhead. I mean, obviously you are my older brother as well. So there is a level yeah. of, of that, you know, which, which gets worked into things. Um, but no, yeah, it's, it's, I got thinking about it the other day, just kind of how we approach things and things we've discussed in the past. Um, I mean, what, what do we start? We start off with partisanism. Because last year we just did like a best of or worst of of 2019, which now seems very light compared to 2020. Um, and oh, yeah, what's on about nothing? Nothing's happening. In 2020. Nothing's happening in 2020. It's just a quiet year. Well, yeah. Not been a depressing year at all. No, at all. no, we don't get depressed. I was watching a um, just before I came on. I was watching a Vice, um, kind of like things you missed from this year. Right. Kind of thing that you forget that like happened and kind of like minimal moments that you were just like oh okay yeah cool oh, yeah. i forgot that was a thing spongebob being gay like completely forgot that was a thing i never even heard that oh yeah SpongeBob. when was gay. that a thing well I, i'm not gonna say gay okay because the bit i read on it it was lb lgbt um yeah. like a line so I, I wouldn't specifically say he's gay he could be bi i don't really know Okay. I didn't delve that far deep into it. Um, but that was announced by Nickelodeon this year. Um, apparently, there's been a fan theory for a long, 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 long time. I mean, I always assumed SpongeBob was asexual. Because from the episodes <laughs> I've seen, he's never had a romantic interest in anybody other than maybe Gary. So Gary is pretty fit, to be fair. I mean, yeah. Um, I... I just not often I think about the <laughs> preferences of a, of, a, of a sponge. So, um, yeah. There we have well, the title of this year's podcast: "Sexual Preferences of a Sponge." Of a sponge. Um, there was the whole total landscaping thing with um, Rudy Giuliani, which I completely forgot was a thing, and now I remember. I, th- I still yep. think it's the most hilarious thing in in probably the history of the world. Giuliani is um, just—he's a goddamn character in himself. Like, I do not understand him. Like he's he's one of those people who you see, and he makes Trump seem balanced. Like you look at them both, yeah. and you're like, oh yeah, no one's like that. And then you meet someone else, and you're like, oh crap, there's like fifty more of you. 
yeah, right now, because Trump still has a responsibility in some way, shape or form. And there's still a few people in front of him stopping him doing the things he wants to do. Yeah. Whereas Giuliani has less of a filter with that kind of thing. So Giuliani's just like, January, I'm going to do whatever I want. January. Yeah. An old diaper boy will, uh, he'll let rip, I'm sure. Old diaper boy. You're not seeing the stuff about him. I've seen the stuff. Most, like yeah. most likely wears adult diapers all the time. I mean, that's a serious issue though for a lot of older people. I feel like it's something we should pick on him about. But for a person that picks on other people all the time, including, oh, definitely, yeah. including disabled people, including anyone of any race and creed that isn't straight white male, then yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, I don't think he deserves any protection in any, any way, shape or form. There's a, no. yeah, a real real drop off there. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of kind of like changing things throughout the year. I think the cartoon one's weird. Like, well, not weird in the sense of I can't come out, but that's much more apparent now. I feel like that happens every year. Like, we get some revelation about some character from one episode or one or the other, which is like, oh, yeah, this is a thing now. And this is rather than just sitting there, rather than just being an accepted thing, it's just like, oh, no, this is a thing. Oh, like, these the, things happen. Like, um, yeah. I listened to the great podcast called Every Little Thing. Mm-hmm. I was going to make sure it was Every Little Thing. Yep, it was Every Little Thing mm-hmm. um, from Gimlet Media. And they just kind of like, go through a small thing they just go through a small thing um and the latest episode you listened to on my on the walk with the dog this morning was how old is winnie the pooh okay and trying to work out how old winnie the pooh is because he talks like an old man he does he does calisthenics like an old man in the morning has his routines enjoys honey at certain times of the day like he has a lot of old man preference and this uh lady had written into the show saying like me and my family every year at Christmas, we argue about how old Winnie the Pooh is. Is half the camp thinks he's young, half the camp thinks he's old. Mm-hmm. Um, like, how old is Winnie the Pooh? And then the podcast goes through a couple of different things. They do a couple of stunty things, like oh, they call up a guy that works at a carnival that like, guesses people's ages as like a carnival trick. Right. Um, then they call up a bear expert and try and work out what kind of bear Winnie the Pooh actually is. What kind of bear? Is um, which they can include black bear. I, yeah, okay, yeah, I could see him being a black bear. Well, he's effectively a teddy bear. Yeah. And teddy bear comes from Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. While he was hunting, not wanting to kill a bear. Yeah. Because he was really, like, enamored with this bear. And that bear was a black bear. And that bear became known as Teddy's Bear, which then became Teddy Bears. Which got Excellent. hooked through. So there's, a, there's an assumption that it's a black bear. So then you go through the different things, like... He's got a big belly, which is typically all, um, um, prevalent in older bears. But then he's got mm-hmm. a small head, which is pre- typically prevalent in older bears as well. But then blah, blah, and there's a whole, a whole, a whole thing. Whole Eventually, thing. they get to this. <clears throat> Excuse me. You're <laughs> oh, just dying on stream now. Right now. <laughs> um, eventually, they call up this woman who had written an article for uh, New York Times, which was like an in-depth look at the universe of Winnie the Pooh because she was really enamored with it and obsessed with it. Um, and the answer they came to is he is four years old. Four years old. Because in the very last book from Winnie the Pooh, Christopher Robin is talking about um, his life and what he's got ahead of him and how he's going to live to about 100. And then Pooh asks, oh, how, how old will I be when you're 100? And he goes, 99. And then okay. you look at what 
Christopher Robin is doing when he's abandoning his kind of like imaginary world. He said, like, I just, I might not have the time for you anymore because I now, I have stuff to do. I have, I'm going to have responsibilities, which would indicate he's probably going to start school. Yeah. Which you typically do at about five years old. Yeah. So that would make Pooh four. So then that answers the question of how old is Winnie the Pooh. He's been four years old. I feel yes, like the, I also enjoy random revelations like that from childhood. Uh, it's, it's just one of those things I nowadays. I feel like we have too much time <laughs> to consider these things. It's like it's like this whole Simpsons thing, like whether every single time they're like, you know, like Simpsons predictions. I'm like, okay, well, Simpsons has ran for literally forever, so you could pick out anything from any point and relate it to any point in time and be like, yeah, that's a revelation. From, from Simpsons. The same way of like, it's like the Nostradamus book. You, you basically go back and fit things to things. But when these things came out and when we were kids, we didn't have time to do that because you, you barely even got to see media back then. Well, yeah. Because unless you bought it, yeah. you couldn't repeat it. But then I wouldn't even know how to buy it back then. I never really remember seeing VHSs for The Simpsons. There wasn't that many. Um, because obviously you want the full season. Yeah. You can't fit that on a VHS. So, much like... Um, we had friends like, over with, like, five DV- VHSs, didn't we? So that's what I was going to say. So you yeah. remember friends' VHSs, it'd be, like, five or six VHSs per season, about four episodes per tape. Mm-hmm. The Simpsons didn't do that. They just, like, especially from my memory, what they always did was, like, here's a Halloween special VHS, and here's right. four selected Halloween episodes. Here's um, Bart the Bad Boy VHS and it's got four Bart centric episodes of him doing stupid stuff and like they did that instead mm. and I don't remember until as far as I can say I don't remember seeing it until it got to DVDs where they started releasing full seasons um, but there's a lot of stuff there. like that like if you decided back then oh yeah I really wanted to watch all of at a button moon like do you think that would have been out on VHS as a full collection Probably not. No, this is the thing. Like, it just kind of came and went. I feel like this. This is the hardest thing to explain to anyone under the age of twenty. That content didn't used to last forever, and it wasn't just everywhere. I think that's. But at the same time, as someone who's in his thirties, I'm I'm very frustrated when I can't find something now, which yeah, it, I think I should be able to find. Like I I I can I'm I'm good at internet research like. I'm one of those people that can really dig to find the thing that you want to find. Um, a friend of mine the other day was really wanted to watch Third Rock from the Sun. Oh, yeah. Couldn't find it on a streaming Fantastic service show. anywhere. Not on no. Netflix, not on Amazon Prime, it's not on All4, not on BBC iPlayer, not on ITV Player. It's, like, it's not on any of those platforms. Mm-hmm. We're talking legal platforms within the yeah, UK. Yeah. It's not on any of those like, weird ones like Voodoo or like... Um, how's that other one? Hulu? Hulu? Well, Hulu's American, isn't it? Yeah, um, I don't there's, know. There's VEDU, I think, is one of them. I can't remember. There's, there's loads of them. Yeah. The, there's, there's one with a really um, bad uh, name, which I kind of like, Wuwaki TV or something like that. Wuwaki TV. Something like that. I can't remember. Um, but she like, couldn't find it anywhere. She's like, look, it's not streaming. It's not streaming. I can't find it. And I managed to find mm-hmm. a Daily Motion account. After a bit of digging, I found a Daily Motion account, which has the first four seasons complete uploaded to it as like a collection and whoever owns this daily motion account clearly loves a selection of 90s shows like there's boy meets world complete right. on there and it's a couple of different things and like yeah passed that to her and, just, and she was like oh 
fucking brilliant. Like, and it's Chromecast compatible because it's on Daily Motion, not a weird dodgy site. And like, yeah, it does frustrate me when I can't find things because, like, I like to think that I'm quite good at it, and especially on a surface level for like general stuff. Yeah, uh, especially bigger and, stuff as well, like that. Like, yeah. you know, if Third Rock Junction wasn't wasn't a small show in any capacity, it's like like six seasons or something like that. I would say so, and some quite famous people in it. And- yeah. You know, it's, it's like a big old show, but then, yeah, it's just whoever happens to own the rights. Like, I mean, we had this conversation over Christmas because you were watching Seinfeld? Yeah, you were yeah, watching Seinfeld and you were watching it on Netflix. No, I was watching it on all four. You were watching it on all four. All the adverts. Yeah, and I was like, no, it's just on Prime. And then, you, yeah, ruined your day because you've been watching all the adverts. Well, what I really want, <laughs> like, I wish someone would make a really good, cohesive app or website. Mm which you could just put in and this, this, this should come from someone like IMDB or it should come from someone like Rotten Tomatoes. Someone that has a database system yeah. because if you go on Rotten Tomatoes now and you click, where is it streaming? It's only American sites that it lists yeah. only American sites. If you go on IMDB, it's usually American sites, but then most of the time it will tell you it's streaming, but it's actually purchasing it from the Google play store or iTunes. Yeah. And I really wish someone would make a site where I can just go on and I can be like, Seinfeld, where are you? Well, I'm in the UK. These are the legal places that you can stream this show within the UK. If you don't, if you can't stream it, it will say no streaming available. Purchase options below. List out the purchase options and the price. It would take. It only really takes Apple, Amazon, um, Google to kind of like just feed their data into it through a, like an API or something. They won't do and that though. That's just. It's beneficial, though. Like, I think it's beneficial. Apple have tried to do it. This is this is this is what consumers want. This is what like the whole thing with like cross-platform play has been. Like the whole argument is like, what consumers want, what would be most useful to everybody, um, but companies just don't play ball with it. Like, but it they just don't because they're all just like, oh no, we just want to dominate the IP market, and you're like, but well, you don't own the rights to have. When, when all this like new stuff comes along, and like IP market is different. Like Disney Plus is available everywhere. So it's kind of like, okay, look, I can deal with that because it's a Disney thing now. Mm -hmm. And like Netflix shows are Netflix shows, but it's available worldwide because they own the IP. It's when it gets third-party deals that screws everyone over. Yeah. Um, But like all this like play nice stuff, it all comes eventually. Yeah. It all does come eventually. And like you think about like washing machines or dishwashers and things like that. They all have to be intercompatible with everything in the world. If you made a dishwasher from Russell Hobbs that only worked with Russell Hobbs branded plates or mm. you know blah 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 no one would buy it yeah like well, that, was, that was the whole thing with like mobile phones wasn't it yeah like the, the USB connectors and stuff yeah. like that they basically like, introduced a law which said you couldn't have individual connectors you had to use like a universal connector this is it like so, Sony was a was a bugger for that back in the day of like yeah. one of my old Sony phones like uh, N200 I think it was yeah. um, and the Nokia N95 like both of them had proprietary connectors which just weren't compatible with anything else um, my the first, Sony one was like, like a, a scout lead you had to shove yeah, in at like one point yeah like a two prong yeah. kind of thing yeah and then like I remember my first um, I say first but like one of my main Cybershot uh, cameras little handheld point and click kind of thing that was a sony and sony back in the day had their own sd cards yeah so they didn't use sd cards everyone else used sd cards they didn't use sd cards they used the sony m2 card and they were like 
five times the price of an SD card. And I didn't realize this when I bought it. And I was on yeah. afterwards where I was like, oh, love of God. And that carried over to the PSP. They used the same things. Like when they launched the PSP, they were just like, oh, we'll use these M2 cards because fuck you, that's why. Yeah. And it's just like, eventually that goes away. Eventually it all drifts away. Like the, the next big one now is like um, Tesla uh, hmm. supercharger stations. Any other electric car doesn't work with Tesla supercharger stations. Yeah. So you can only charge your Tesla at a supercharger station. These other companies are not investing in the same worldwide network. Tesla, uh, they say they're open to other people using it, but I, I don't really, I, I would assume they will be, but that I don't think they've worked out the actual caveat of like how, how that works or who pays for what. I don't really know. Um, but eventually, if electric cars is the way that we're moving, which I think it is, Seems to like, be. then you will need a large network of chargers and you can't have the Toyota station, the Tesla station, the Porsche station. You have mm. to have a petrol station. Yeah. You, you have, have to have, to have a fuel station you can go to, anyone can go to and yeah, yeah. hook up to. So things, things like international streaming rights, things like not being able to find things on platforms, all this like obfuscated stuff. But it, most of the time it just takes one person to come along and go, no, fuck you, I'm doing it this way. Yeah. And it's like, online online streaming and stuff like that buying buying songs legally you know itunes came along and was like sup yeah. but usually it, it obviously there's people that do it beforehand and there's people that might do it better but it's the money so you just need a money man to need a cheeky get. cheeky money man i'm always surprised if um <laughs> bezos doesn't throw his name into it. <laughs> uh, he will, don't worry. amazon fuel stations can easily see that being a thing right I can, yeah, yeah. I, like, I'm sure they'll release an electric car at some point soon. So. It's one of the annoying things in this. Like, I mean, like, so like Batman the Animated Series is probably one which still frustrates me to this day. So you've got <clears throat> Batman Animated Series. I have there's three box sets for it. I can only get two box sets for it, which are suitable for my region. They've never released the third box in our country. And just never released, it. and it's it's one of those things of like, I think it's it's a quite a hard thing to comprehend nowadays because it's just like yeah, everything's everywhere. But then it's the same with like the amount of times we've discussed shows where we've been like, hey, do you remember this show? And me and you remember it, and nobody else remembers it, and you're like, yeah, but how do I access that? that? <laughs> those things are mostly regional, aren't they? Or kind of just one of those things where you. You, you get surprised by like some of the things that people remember have and haven't seen. Um, mm. It's yeah. One it, came up the other day. Right. Um, what was it? It was I think it was on Reddit, and someone had posted about uh, Roly Polioli. Oh yeah. Which is like, I, I remember watching it on Channel Five in like a morning, whilst I was in college, because you know watch tv shows much too late and the amount of people who'd never even heard of it i'm like no that was like a thing every day on channel five it's like bear in the big blue's house yeah like people don't like but then again like i was watching bear in the big blue house in the morning when i was probably like 14 15 not because yeah i enjoyed it but it was just like that was the thing on in the morning that i could put the tv on i would it would be loud enough and bright enough to wake me up so it was just there and it was just like a drone in the background just doing its thing. Brushing your teeth. And the way the bear and the big one. That was such a weird show. <laughs> you look back, there's loads of stuff like that, though. Like, you ever look back at clips of Barney? No, see, this is the thing. Like, 
because there was another show so like so barney's one and then there's like a cartoon in the u.s which is uh the brave little toaster and it's like a major thing and both of them i've never sat down and watched i only know of them because they've been referenced so much through everything i've ever seen barney stuff when i was younger i know like brave little toaster that's not really doesn't really translate to the uk uh, as well as it did in the US, it's things yeah. like the Charlie Brown Christmas specials. Like we never really had them over here, but like everyone in the US knows what they are. Same with like a Christmas yeah. Story. Um, but then we were introduced they, to Charlie Brown through Mom because Mom loves Snoopy. Yeah, of course, of course. But it's just one of those like those Christmas specials. I think there's like three or four of them, and they just mm. air on TV every year in the states as like a thing. In the same way that the Snowman does here. Yeah. And, you know, that's just one of those things. And the snowman or the Santa Claus or whatever it is. Um, just, yeah. Snowman or the Santa Claus. <laughs> but if you if you go back and watch um, Barney, it is yep. so surreal. It, I think it was probably because being a British kid, watching something that is really American at the time. Yeah. It's, it's so, like... It's weird. It's not weird in its concept because it, it means a bit weird. It's a purple dinosaur, but that's I mean, TV. I, I mean, it can't, it can't be that weird because we enjoyed Sesame Street. Like, nah, I so put them in the getting. same category. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not what I'm getting at. Go right. back and watch the kids. <laughs> Basically, go, go, yeah, go and look at the kids on the Barney Show. They seem like Barney. children of the corn kids. Like they have almost no life behind their eyes. It's really weird. They all do this kind of like weird reaction thing. So Barney will say something and the kids will react by kind of looking around the room with the widest eyes and their mouth open, looking for other people agreeing with them. It's really (laughs) odd. It's kind of like, he'll say something, I'll be like, it's really strange. (laughs) Like, I don't don't know what it is. They're just like, it's almost like this collective, it's the you should fit in. This yeah. is what Barney's telling you to do. You should fit in. Look around the room. Make sure everyone's reacting exactly the same way you are. Mm-hmm. And if everyone reacts the same way in this nice, bright, happy, eyes open, smiley kind of way, everyone's going to get along. Hands around America. <laughs> everything's fine. It's fine. Everything's it's fine, Graham. No one's dying. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's, oh, it's, it's like the way you describe it. It's like when you've got a group of people and you, you're not really understanding the jokes. So you look at someone else to watch how they react. You're just like, like just like, yeah. Oh, oh, these are, they're laughing. I'm gonna laugh too. I'm gonna I'm gonna laugh along and, yeah. and kind of get there. It's like a weird. Yeah, it's like speaking a language and being around a bunch of people who speak a different language to you. You just like wait for the laugh. You're like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got that. You definitely didn't just insult me whilst I in your language. <laughs> I don't know, but it was freaky. Like it's just a, yeah. But then I was scared of big guys in costumes anyway as a kid. So, Yeah, that is true. There's been some hilarious incidents where you cried at theme parks. Hilarious for you. Terrifying for me. For me. <laughs> um, right. You know, trauma as a child is a thing, all right? <laughs> Fine with them now. I collect puppets. So <laughs> well, We're just happy it didn't turn into something else. Yeah. It could have awakened yeah. all kinds of things. <laughs> I know, I found so I found a list of like um, '90s cartoons that were flawless. 
flawless. Yeah, they describe it as flawless, but it's a, it seems to be a very American list because I feel like there's many more which were missing from it. It's strong words. Flawless is strong words. Yeah, so it says uh, it's basically just saying that 90s cartoons were a little better than everything else, which I highly disagree with because there's some great cartoons everywhere. Um, it is subjective. Yeah. And like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, they listed The Simpsons as number one. Yeah. Season one to 12. Well, that's the thing then. It's not flawless, is it? Because they kept going. They ruined their own legacy, sort of thing. Um, like that, I mean, they did and they did. And it's just, it, it just dumbed itself down. Like, I love The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Like, like, anyone that knows me knows that. Like, I really love The Simpsons. I love, like, the kind of bought posting, shit posting kind of, like, world that has come out of Simpsons now. And it just makes me happy because it's such a, it's such a, like, a depth of content that you can relate to your childhood. It's just like, it's just one of those things. Um, but yeah, like it, it just became, it just became really dumbed down and like it lost its, it lost its heart and it lost its, um, it, it's kind of sensibilities really. I was trying to think what the first episode of the Simpsons I ever saw was. I, I got into this mindset because we said we might discuss cartoons. I was trying to get into this mindset of like, what were, the first cartoons I really remember, which really kind of resonated past just like, oh, this is children's TV and this is, you know, entertaining or anything like that. And I really can't remember what the first episode of Simpsons episode was. Mine was uh, Homer Jumps the Gorge. Homer Jumps the Gorge. Okay. Yeah. So when he jumps over the Springfield Gorge with Bart. Like, I remember seeing that as the first episode I ever saw of the Simpsons. It might have been the one where they throw water balloons at Nelson. The kind of army one. Yeah, but I mainly remember that because of the guy with one arm in the military store. And I I feel like that might be the first one I ever saw. But it was just such a removal from everything else we were seeing at the time. Like I got thinking about this about Friends the other day as well. Like how that came in. Like at, at the time, yeah, hundred percent. Like I, I I watched a lot of Friends when I was younger because it was you watched it and it was kind of like it. It's almost like that. It's the polar opposite to, you know how people will talk about Spongebob having adult jokes in it? Yeah. I think when you're younger, something like Friends has kids' jokes in it. Yeah. So you can watch Spongebob as a kid and get the kids' jokes, and then adults can watch it and get some of the more adult jokes. You can watch Friends as a kid and get the, huh, they're being loud and he fell over and oh I get that joke because it's simple enough for me to get but mm-hmm. then you can rewatch it as an adult get some of the some of the different ones you know some of the more in depth more kind of like adult jokes to it and I think he just works on the opposite end of the spectrum one's designed for kids with adult jokes one's designed for adults with dumbed down jokes I don't know if that's intentional I would assume it's not I would assume that the friends dumbed down jokes are just there for thick people but <laughs> Of course, of course. No, I'd say it's intentional because I I think I got into this whole conversation uh, a while back because we were discussing Adventure Time um, and they were saying, oh, you know, it's it's so fresh. It's like it's a lot like the cartoons we had as kids. You know, they've gone they've gone darker with it. They've put more adult stuff into it. I'm like, yeah, but also it's kind of expected that this would happen because you think about it like the cartoons we grew up with really early on and we we see as what would be kind of edgy cartoons. So like you your Darius and your, your, your Ren and Stimpy's and Cow and Chicken. MTV cartoons. MTV cartoons, Cartoon Network cartoons, which were 
surreal, weird, kind of wacky stuff. I was like, if you think about the people who were that age and then they grew up, they're the people who were making Adventure Time. You know, that's the yeah, stuff which they, they loved. And people and it was just like, no, 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 this is just, it's all fresh. I'm like, it's not fresh. It's just, they're literally just remanufacturing what they had as a childhood, which is what every generation does. Like, of, course it, of course it is. It's like, it, and unless you're particularly nostalgic as a kid, you don't tend to look far too far back than what's in front of you. Yeah. You know, someone like Seth MacFarlane's got a massive love for like big band, um, like 1920s, to 40s kind of big band stuff so he incorporates yeah. a lot of that in his cartoons and that that's something he does as someone who looks back because the guy's not that old but again he's really influenced by what's in front of him and that's i still think yeah. one of my favorite family guy jokes is just when they're on about seth mcfarlane and lois is just like we get it you were born in the 80s and it's like yeah you watch films in the 80s like and that's every family guy episode now but that's also become memes now because everyone relates to Conway Twitty in some way, which we never knew about. That was like, that was one of the bits that like killed family guy, but you could just tell it like he couldn't be bothered anymore. So it was like yeah. the whole Conway Twitty. It's Conway Twitty. It's Conway Twitty. I mean, and like, family, like they still know how to write a joke. Yeah. And that's for most parts a good thing. Like it's not just cutaways and like, there's a, I can't remember who's, I can't remember who it was now. Um, oh God, there's a YouTuber. Search search on YouTube for something along the lines of Family Guy, Cutaways, Rise and Fall, something mm. like that. And he does a really good video of like, shows you the graph of how many cutaways per episode there is. And it kind of, well, this is where its peak was. And then, then it kind of like goes from there. And like, it's it just showing you kind of like the critical acclaim versus cutaways. Right. And how like at a certain point they got particularly lazy with cutaways and, and yeah, it's yeah. I can't remember who it was. It might be Carsten Runquist. Think that's a hell of a name. Unsure. Of course we've got dog. Of course we've like got dog. I say, come here. The who's ringing the hallway? Oh, okay. So. <laughs> Buddy, it's just a Hoover. You'll be fine. Don't worry about it. We're fine. We're fine. I think it's a yeah. Go for it. <laughs> We'll just we'll just take a break. Just take a gap. Just take a break as I as I slowly discuss and, and fall into the the traps of picking out cartoons. I'm definitely not cutting this. We're we're leaving this in the middle of here. I don't know. I'm, I'm wondering how weird Barney was now. I feel like I need to go back and engage with how white bread Barney may have been. He's returned. Sorry, what? No, no, I was just mumbling to myself. I, I was saying I'm not cutting this bit, so I'm keeping him. Um, but I'm like, I need to go back and engage with uh, how weird Barney was. Um, and then I scrolled down on Image Finder, and there's a really hench Barney. And now I'm kind of terrified. I don't know if I want. Sure. Yeah, I don't know if I want to go back and watch Barney as as a thing. Uh, but well, we'll I'm just going to search for that. Um... Search for that. I mean, I'm going to go through some of these other ones. See, see how agree if we how flawless they were. Um, Rugrats falls into this. It's number two on their list. Rugrats is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It ran for longer than I I thought it did. Like, because I remember a few episodes of Rugrats, but I don't remember that many. Like, it ran from the nineties to two thousand six. Really? Apparently. Ran from nineteen ninety like, to two thousand six. It ran for sixteen years. 
thought it was one of those like four season kid shows or something. But then again, I suppose it did spawn video games and lots of yeah. movies. And yeah. Um, no, Nerdstalgic is the, uh, the YouTube channel. So, in fact, I, I would heavily recommend Nerdstalgic as a good channel. Um, they have like loads of good stuff. Like, there's, in fact, there's a really good video on there about what ruined Homer and it tracks yeah. the kind of the way Homer reacts to situations through the different, it's a really good channel. The guy knows what he's doing. Um, and speaking of Seinfeld, there's a really good one, uh, how Seinfeld mastered the art of itself and became the perfect Seinfeld episode, basically. Right. Right. It's the masturbation episode. Oh uh, yeah. 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 Which gave, yeah, it's, it's kind of it's received a bunch of rewards and stuff. That episode. But it is a really good episode. Yeah, I think Seinfeld. Like, I mean, it's it's weird. Like, when you think of like long running shows, so like, Simpsons has kind of fallen down. Family Guy, I can take or leave, but Family Guy does something which South Park also does, which is it self cannibalizes. It's at least self aware, whereas The Simpsons just seems to have never been self aware. Like, the only episode there was was when they teamed up with the other t- other cartoons. Yeah, I mean, it has it has elements of it. Like, it is aware of itself, and it's aware that it, it's lasted for a long time. There is some meta jokes in there, especially now. Like, moving on, um, it is a little bit more meta, but it doesn't need to be anything else. Because hmm. at this point, they're just getting paid to do what they do. It's it's like working at a company for thirty years, and like you just roll in and you just do it. It's become like Coronation Street. It's just, it's just there. There's um, what's that? There's which one? It's like the behind the behind the scenes episode of The Simpsons where they like they parody one of those um, kind of like expose shows of like, um, it's like behind the laughter or something. Behind the laughter, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and in that, like, they they meta do some meta jokes in that, like. Uh, this, we, we've come to the point where we're just like churning out episodes and like the Simpsons go to Brazil, the Simpsons go to, and it's just like that kind of formulaic, oh, what yep. are we going to do next? We're going to buy a castle. <laughs> Wacky hijinks. <laughs> and like, yeah. And it, yeah, it is what it is. Just don't it's watch just the middle of it. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, I, I miss King of the Hill. Yeah. I feel like King of Hell was very under underappreciated as a show. It's just it was King of the Hill reminds me a lot more now of the stuff which we see coming out from like the regular show and um the new one they just did, where they essentially just went, Yeah, we wanna make like a sitcom, like a standard adult sitcom, but we're gonna animate it. Yeah. I mean that's stuff like Rick and Morty though, isn't it? Yeah. It was just like I would say like Rick something like Rick and Morty is like it has that it is. Well, we all know it's made for adults anyway, and yeah. it's like it, it, we're just we're going to animate it. That's what we're going to do because yeah. doing this in real life would be a hassle. So that's how we get away with doing it. That's number uh, nine on that list, King of the Hill, Powerpuff Girls, Doug. Yeah, like I I enjoyed it, but it was the it was the it was one of those Cartoon Network shows which I didn't watch as much. What Powerpuff Girls? Mainly because. I'm male, and back then, like I watched it and it was good, but it was one of those where you just identify with the characters less. I don't see. Like this is the thing with Powerpuff Girls. Like I watched, I think I watched a fair amount of Powerpuff Girls, but I hooked it in with like the whole cycling of uh, what would have been like Johnny Bravo and yes, Cow and Chicken, Dexter's and just, Lab, 
Yeah, Dex, is, uh, it was just literally just all of them fitted together so nicely. They didn't so matter what was Galaxy going on. Network was one of the few cable channels that we actually had, that we got yeah. when we were younger. Uh, we didn't really have Nick. Uh, we only had that for the free weekends, and we didn't have the Disney Channel. We only we had Cartoon Network, so we dove into yeah Dexter's Lab, Johnny Bravo, Cow and Chicken, Powerpuff Girls, Two Stupid Dogs, that kind of stuff. Like Ed, Ed and Eddie. You don't remember Two Stupid Dogs? Two Stupid Dogs. That it rings a bell, but that's not. Two Stupid Dogs was hilarious. It's probably not hilarious now, but I. I found it very hilarious when I was Okay, there. I remember the vis- vis- I remember the vis- visuals to it, but I do not remember any episodes of that. <laughs> One of my favorites like when I was younger was Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Oh, uh, Space Ghost like Coast to Coast. Show, Space Ghost Coast to Coast is like that show, man. Like that was just ahead of its time. That was one of those things when you were a kid going, This is hilarious. Yeah. I'm not quite sure why it's hilarious, but this is hilarious. And it kind of prepped you for things like cringe comedy and kind of more meta stuff like uh, Eric Andre and stuff like that. Where like, yeah, oh, yeah this, is, this is funny. This is good. I think it's, I, I went through a whole series um, recently, just kind of like discovering those shows. Like, because I, like, I missed that stuff. I missed Space Ghost as a kid. Like, I never saw it as a kid. I saw it as like a teenager. Um, and then the same with like, oh, what's that one? There's one on Netflix at the minute where it's just like they're in a, like an underwater sea lab. Is it just C Lab? Um, but so it's like C Lab twenty twenty something, and essentially all it is is like there used to be a cartoon called C Lab, and then they redubbed it. Uh, they redubbed, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I think I've seen it. And like rediscovering cool. that, and the same with um, like the Venture Bros. Like, there's a whole range of like those kinds of things where I'm just like, yeah, I've never, I never experienced any of this, but I'm getting a chance to experience it, and it's nice because like we were saying the other day when we were on about. Um, finding music when you're an adult is extremely hard. Oh, yeah. Whereas, possibly. like, there's a whole selection of cartoons and films, which I never saw from that time period, where I can pick them up and be like, oh, yeah, this is exactly what I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah, is- I think some, some of it's harder to go back to that, that doesn't stand up as much as things you watched when you were a kid. Yeah. Like, I could go back now and watch Biker Mice and Mars because I watched that quite a lot when I was a kid. Mm. And... It was like that. I really enjoyed that, and same as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I could probably yeah. go back and watch that and be like, "Yeah." But then, if if you found me something which I didn't really watch, yeah, like um, I didn't watch that much He Man. No, we weren't He Man kids. Wasn't it really a He Man kid? No. Uh, like if I went back and watched that now, it probably doesn't stand up as well as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in my head. Yeah. Something like oh. Street Sharks, like. I remember watching Street Sharks. But I just I literally just remember. Google Street Sharks. <laughs> I don't remember being as in love with Street Sharks as I was other stuff. Street Sharks was like weird. I definitely though. preferred Biker Mice and Mars. Like, Street Sharks is one of those ones where you mention it to people who are our age, and it's real hit or miss of who knows what Street Sharks is. Or at least who knows that it was a cartoon. Because everyone's seen the figures. Everyone knows that there's these toys out there. And they're like, yeah, those are those weird shark things from that. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. But did you know that there was a cartoon which accompanied these sharks? These sharks on rollerblades. <laughs> Street sharks. Just, it really, like, at times, like, as much as we, we lord over cartoons, really, at times, it was just like we will throw anything at anything in order to make a quick book and sell some figurines. 
Yeah, I mean, what's what is the one? Is it He Man? He Man was created for to sell toys. Yeah, is it, literally. Like, there's a couple yeah. of them which I'm pretty sure because there's that. What's that um, Netflix show which is the toys that made us? Yes, yeah, toys. And one made. of those. Yeah, one of those episodes. They go into. I'm pretty sure I'm going to look at it now. I'm, pre- it, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's He Man you're going it's, for here. Like, I think it is probably He Man, but I've, I've got it in my head that it's something else. Because um, from what I remember, because I watched it and it was it was one of those ones where they so they had the figures and then they were like, well, how do we get adverts out for the yes. figures? So they were, made comic books and then the comic books turned into TV shows because that was easier to get TV spots for. Yeah, it was like that. Yeah, He Man is the one. Yeah, that's the and one thing. It was but like Biker Mice from Mars was like that. Like yeah, it probably was. Yeah, it was just like so yeah, by my Biker Mice from Mars. I don't think we ever had toys from Biker Mice from Mars though. I feel no, like I, so. I remember having something related. So, like, I might have had a lunchbox or something along those lines. Um, have you watched any of the Animaniac stuff? Since oh, the new stuff? Back? No, I haven't. I haven't delved in. How is it? I haven't either. I haven't. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, we have you know, nothing I, to I, say I, on this topic. <laughs> no, like, I just, just wondered if you had. Like, I, we enjoyed Animaniacs when we were younger. Um, yeah. So, like, I didn't know if that was going to be something you've delved into uh, the only stuff i've seen from it is the uh, kind of tasteless johnny depp amber heard jokes right that they, but it's, it's minor it slips into one point of the episode um but they make light of his abuse because he's male right very briefly um or at least just they don't actively say it they just seem to downplay it quite a lot right it's, it's a bit meh yeah. as a joke and it's kind of like you could have probably done without that yeah didn't really need to be in there like one of the weird ones i watched um, fairly recently, I watched the like the hour long episode of Rocker, Rocker's Modern Life. Uh, because it, yeah, and I yeah. really didn't enjoy it. I and I re- remember watching the cartoon Rocker's Modern Life and really enjoying that and thinking, yeah, this is I, funny. That's not one of those ones that I delved into as a kid. Like I was more Ren and Stimpy and um, Beavis and Butthead and that kind of vibe. Beavis and Butthead's meant to be coming back. I've heard word. Heard word that they're bringing Beavis and Butthead. Mm-hmm. There's mm. quite a few that I like to see. Kind of now, now we're in an age where we can produce cartoons a lot quicker and cheaper than yeah. we ever had. Um, you know, we're not relying on Korean sweatshops to make animation cells for us. Um, you know, we can do it on a computer. I mean, South Park is entirely digital. That's why they can get their episodes out so fast, and so yeah. that's why they seem so like on point because. If something happens, they can have an episode ready in two weeks. Yeah. Um, and that's come so far now that it's not obvious when something's not as obvious when something's a two D. You know, trying to replicate old old looking stuff. Uh, I mean, look at Cuphead or anything like that, where like the sheer advance in that. I'd love to see something like an Inspector Gadget reboot, which is like. Do you ever respect a gadget? Yeah, I remember Inspector Gadget. That's just such a random one to pick. But it's, <laughs> just, it's just like I loved it when I was a kid. And it was like one of those things where you're just like, cool. Or something dumb like Captain Caveman. Captain Caveman coming back would be like a revelation. Like one, one of those fake Scooby-Doo's. <laughs> like what was the one with the weird blob? What? It was, it was like a fake Scooby-Doo, which was like... It was like a weird blob of some sort. This is not like, ringing any bells. It's like the mysteries of Shmoo or something like that. I'm pretty sure you're just making this up at this point. Like, that's just you're just throwing words out there. That's not. Yeah, let me just have a look. It's not a thing. 
I, we were, or I think we were on about it the other, day, the other week as well. We're saying like some cartoons which you like. There's some cartoons which do just need resigning to the annals of history, like Hong Kong Fooey. Like yeah. I loved that as a kid, or like Batfink. And you say watch him and be like, yeah, no, no, these should just just lock them away, put them in a little cupboard. But at the same time, I'd love like I would give a kidney for more episodes of Dexter's Lab. Yeah, like because yeah. I, I'd, I'd probably I'd go out on a limb and say but Dexter's Lab is probably my favorite cartoons overall as a kid. Yeah, I think they could have done some stuff slightly better because it is a bit grating as a in terms of its presentation sometimes. But yeah, like especially when I go back now and watch it. But yeah, yeah I I loved that show when I was a kid because it. I think it really spoke to the idea that you were more than a kid. Yeah. Like the, here was a, here was a kid that was more than a kid. And it's like, okay, yeah, cool. And that, that had that element. And a lot of my favorite shows when I was a kid had that, like when kids had autonomy or went on their own adventures. And it's mm. that kind of thing that, that really kind of speaks to you basically. It's that strange okay, thing. So, oh, go on. Sh- I was me say, that show that I was thinking of, it's called the new shmoo. The new shmoo. It was basically a Scooby Doo ripoff, where it's like a group of teenagers who solve mysteries and crimes with their friend Shmoo, who's like a friendly bubble ball <laughs> thing. It can kind of like stretch and move. It does not um, look like a bubble to me, but <laughs> it's, it's like a, it's like a white. It looks like a moomin. It's like a, a liquid moomin. It's it's like it's just a tube with two two outward legs at the bottom. Yeah, I remember it. it. Apparently, it's based on an old comic strip of some sort, and this was the kind of the new schmoo. It was produced schmoo. by Hanna Barbera as well. Yeah, that's crazy. Just throw it. they really yeah, it's like a weird. It's like a seal. Yeah. It's. I, I mean, I can see why it didn't particularly last long. It's only got sixteen episodes. Yeah, probably because no one cared. But again, that was like that. That's a perfect example of like you know you vividly remember that as a as a thing. That was sixteen episodes. It'll run on probably Cartoon Network at some point or something. You'll have seen it, and then it was just it was just gone. Like well, it, it just it it will have been repeated to death uh, at a certain point, like um, like Captain Caveman. Like, yeah, fuck what people gonna remember Captain Caveman. Like, it was overshadowed by Taz. But then, yeah, yeah, the Taz show and stuff like yeah. that. Like, in, in, yeah. But then, like, you know the, what, go on. I was gonna say, like, do you know what did really suck about like nineties? Because a lot of people have fond memories of this, and I remember, like, even back in the day, looking at it and going, "That's a bit weak." Is nineties British kids' TV shows. Not so much the shows themselves. For your biker groves are your biker groves. Right, you know, yeah. Uh, Queen's Nose is the Queen's Nose. Um, you, you like... Burn it to watch and all that. What's the one with the dog? Not really, just narrow it down. Now he's sick. Now he shows were full of magical dogs. Yeah, <laughs> some sort of magical dog. I can't remember. Yeah. And stuff like Brom or whatever. Like, they're all there. And they, they are what they are. You know what I hated when I was a kid? is like the studio shows. Studio uh, like Live uh, and Kicking? Not so much live and kicking because that like at least tried a little bit, but um, like Blue Peter, hated Blue Peter, like the really wild show, hated the really wild show. 
I feel like, like most of the time it felt like they were just sat in a fucking broom cupboard with a bunch of tats strapped to the wall. You, you have this problem when you watch like, like you hate Doctor Who. I hate Doctor Who, yes, correct. Yeah. Well, it, it's this thing you have. a strong word. Hate's no, a it's, just a, it's a clear word for you because you have very I, clear views on Doctor Who. <laughs> I don't like Doctor Who as a whole. There are certain elements of Doctor Who which I think are great. Yeah. But then Doctor Who in its overall presentation and yeah. as a collective thing, I dislike. It's it's just that thing of like when you get a show I mean like Blue Peter's it's kinda of like news round. Yeah. Like the all those shows, like they never bothered me. They just weren't that interesting. But they were for I feel like they were for a very specific type of child. Well, I, I which we clearly it, weren't. It had things in it, it had like things. But like yeah. it, and I always have a problem. Like I always have a problem. Realist, like I think my biggest problem, like I've said it before, and it's, it's one of my issues with Doctor Who, is things should know what they are, yeah. and they should they should play to that strength greatly, and it should be I'm coming to you for a certain thing. Like I want comedy, mm-hmm. I want serious i want action i want horror i want like these are the things i want and some of the elements can combine of course they can but when you don't know what you are or you're trying to be something that you're not that's the problem for me like that's why i can't hook into you you know take something like uh the mighty boosh they know they didn't have a budget for most of the things they did so they diy'd things the best they could and it was okay, we're not going to put CGI for this. We're not going to have an elaborate costume for this thing. We're just going to tape sandpaper to Noel Fielding and paint him a weird color. And that, that is the, that's the character. And you kind of like, okay, you've, you've gone, okay, we don't have the budget for this. So let's just lean into it. Let's, let's make it really obvious that this guy is sandpaper just taped to him and that's that. And it's the same when you look at um, practical effects and things like that. If, if things are done within limitations, they tend to come out pretty well. It's when shows pretend they don't have the limitations but can't quite afford to fulfill what they're trying to fulfill, and that's what makes them look toss. Like my biggest issue with these like these kids stuff, like um, the way it was presented was, well, you clearly don't have the budget to do the big studio show you want to do. You can't do like a Parkinson level production. You can't do like a, a, any 90s um, British uh, quiz show or whatever. Yeah. Kind of blanking. Yeah, I'm blanking. Absolutely that's blanking. not like, really on my mind. What's <laughs> the Bruce Forsyth one? That's the one I'm blanking on. Uh, I don't know. All I can think is Generation Game. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Like yeah. any of those kind of like, any of those like, big productions you obviously clearly don't have the budget for this because it's just kids tv but you're gonna try your best to try and make it look like that by and it's just like now lean into what you are if like if you've only got the budget for x do x like zane low show on mtv where they had no budget for zane low when he was first there so he just had a couch in front of a green screen mm. cool that's it he's not pretending to be anything else he's not pretending to be a studio and like a couple of shows i used to watch on um like late night when i was a teenager video game shows like bits and bites and things like that like i think it was itv around what the channel four one was they had fuck all budget but they had a, a house with some sofas in it and they sat and they played video games and that was that and like just 
be what you are. <laughs> that's what annoys the shit. Like you fed up with why, insincere shows. <laughs> it, it's, the, it's the reason I fucking hate Buffy as well. What's wrong with Buffy? Buffy knows what it is. No, it doesn't because it, it puts all this shit CGI in there, and it puts yeah. all this kind of like. Oh look, we're better than we are, and look, here's a cinematic camera angle, which is not quite cinematic because we can't afford the the actual boom to make it happen. And like, it's like we're not talented enough to work within these these restrictions. So what you've got is a half-assed version of what we actually want to make. But if actually we just lent into our budget and lent into what we are, we could have made something a bit better if we'd use practical effects or whatever. Like, it, yeah, it does my head. In. You like it? You like X Files though? Yeah, but. X-Files is exactly the same as Buffy. Like, you watch those first two seasons, there is some atrocious nonsense in that. Of course, of course there is, but like, I'm more invested in the subject matter, so that, that helps. That helps me ignore those kind of things. Um, and one of the things X-Files does as it goes on is it learns to hide things yeah. better. And it, it gets, gets better that. direction as it goes to, to make those things doable. And it also gets an increased budget as it goes, which is... I mean, if, if yeah. Buffy was about like aliens and cryptids and different horror elements, I'd probably be more forgiving. No, vampires. I couldn't give a shit about vampires. Horror elements. I couldn't give a shit about werewolves. No, fuck that. Give me aliens. This is, it's just that combination. I mean, like, so like, the whole thing with like those, those kind of shows, like they never really bothered me as a kid. They just didn't interest me. They like, cause it's weird. In a way, it's weird to recognize that stuff as a kid. As like a yeah okay right why do I like the show oh I don't like the show because it's 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 trying to be something it's not it's presenting itself as news but it's not news even though it's like you know it's kids with news but I think a lot of that is just down to our personalities yeah as as but we were as kids by, by recognizing the things that you do and don't like yeah because like that's the thing with like us relating to characters like Dexter like as kids we were very much do our own thing liked being that outside but also slightly better than other th- people which is what dexter was really about and then we 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 didn't like the idea of anything really pretending to or trying to trick us or kids who felt they were above anyone else which is like that's the vibe i always got from like blue peter and news rounders always very much like oh it's look at these kids and it's like oh yeah and this kid's really smart and he can do this and oh look at us we're news presenters and i'm like no fuck off like, <laughs> That's not what I want from kids. I want broken kids. <laughs> I want people who like, have problems like we do. I just want realism. Yeah, like, just give me gritty like, children shows, damn it. <laughs> like for me, things—it's not even gritty. Like just, just be something. I, mean, yeah. I don't mind hyper real stuff as well, but again, hyper real stuff knows that it's hyper real. Mm. Like sci-fi knows it's sci-fi most of the time. Ghosts in a horror film know it's a ghost. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't watch some paranormal investigator show because that's clearly bullshit. So, like that's it. So you like, can't draw a line somewhere Yeah, it, again, it's just like you, again, just knowing what you are, knowing what you are. It's like yeah, it's a, go back to like Batman the animated series. Yeah. The reason that's so good is because it knew what it was. It did. It pushed all all the right buttons to, to make yeah. background. I think that's, a, in a way, it's a lot of problem with a lot of content we see nowadays. I mean, we've covered content in our start of year podcasts before. Um, yeah. But that whole idea of, because there's so much content, it's really easy to recognize insincere content these days. Like, 
incredibly easy to recognize insincere content because you can I see. I think so. You, well, yeah. I think it is. Yeah. You think it is. And I think a lot of people our age would, or you would be, I would say the world is more susceptible to insincere content than it's ever been. You think? Yeah. I mean, people don't know. People will sit there and tell you that, uh, blah, blah, blah. This news, news article headline is true, completely true, because I read it on this website. And you look uh, at I'm website, not talking like news. Chronicle.com. And you're like, mm. well, just because it sounds slightly legit, it doesn't mean it's fucking legit. Like, I, I think that is a huge problem. And I think, I think people are less, even things like um, uh, TikTok and, um, reels on instagram where like on some of the more long-form video content where stuff like um apple cider vinegar and people suddenly thinking that that's the cure to like everything that exists in the world it'll get rid of your spots it'll settle your stomach it'll it'll get rid of your wrinkles it'll make your hair better like whatever like they don't they're seeing it coming from these channels and thinking oh these are legit health and beauty channels and it's not it's just someone who's selling you the product like fit tea and all that kind of shit do you think that's the, I mean, that's, that's from a very, like a factual point of view, but do you think that's true of when it comes to things which are like stories or entertainment? Like we, so like, that's the thing, like, that's why we connected with cartoons as kids is because we saw stuff which wasn't being told to us and we accepted that and went, this is a more realistic view of life and that's great. That's what we want to be told as children because we were those kinds of children. Do you think that's true now in the sense of we've got a whole age of misinformation and, and fake information, like you say? But when it comes to cartoons and stuff, I feel like that is where we've managed to gain back a little bit of people just going, okay, no, I recognize when a cartoon is just a product placement. Um, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. But, then it's, but then we're in the age of brand is marketing now anyway, or at least we, we, at least we should be. And mm. anyone that's intelligent knows that that's the way to do it. You know, just build a good brand and the marketing will work itself out like yeah. you don't have to go on the sales offensive anymore because well it, it works less <laughs> it just works less um i mean i'd love to be well researched on the topic and bring up something like toy channels on youtube i'd yeah. love to know how much they influence sales mm. and i'd love to know how much of it is sincere versus paid yeah. like yeah i'd love to know some of the statistics of that same with like unboxing stuff. That's just... just what I mean. Like, yeah, the, the kids unboxing stuff. Like, what is it? Mikey's Toy Review. Yeah. Um, I think it's the big one. Um, and it's like, I'd love to know the extent of kind of like, yeah, sales spikes and things like that from when these things happen. Because that's not, done. there's no way that content is sincere. No. Not anymore. It may have started it sincere. Was. Yeah. It, well, is, it, is it Mikey? I, don't want to I think so. Mikey. I think the kid's like eight or something. Like he's incredibly young who's doing it. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's Mikey, but yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like that kind of content. I imagine it probably was quite sincere at the time. And like, you know, we'll just open some toys. And then like, there's probably a few channels that are very quite sincere with it. But have you ever seen the ones where they're like, they're becoming obsessed with giant eggs for a while and go through these little trends. And it's like, everything has to come in an egg. All right. It's like it comes in this big old egg and it's like, oh, look, there's a massive egg with some toys in it. And then the kid goes and smashes the egg and opens it. And it's like, right. that was yeah. a thing for a while. Okay. They, they have these kind of like little little trends. And I'd love to know how much of it is like paid placement, like yeah. when things like, like fidget spinners and things like that take off. And like, oh, look, 
where's that come from? It's like, well, yeah. someone's clearly made that happen. I love how angry people get about stuff like fidget spinners and stuff like that. Because I'm like, especially people our age, and like, oh, it's just fucking fidget spinners. Why would anyone buy that? I'm like, yo-yos. hang on a minute, guys. Just <laughs> let's look at yo-yos. <laughs> let's look at yo-yos. Let's look at pogs. Let's look at whatever yeah. fucking trading card we had. There was them noodle things which we had for a while. Weird click clack things that yeah. you push back and forth. Yeah, like, like you can't get angry at this. This is this is someone who has a very specific product and went, you know what? If I can get this just to take off just enough, I can sell it everywhere. <laughs> like, I mean, it's terrible for the world and environment, but you can't get angry at that stuff. It's what just yeah. That's that, I wonder how many inflatable chairs are in a landfill right now. It's such a sad image. <laughs> the problem is, that's a really sad image. But I would love to go to a landfill and just dig through. Like, I'd love to go to like an like that, like that episode of Futurama where they go back and he's digging through and he finds all the old crap. Like, yeah. I just want to go back and just like dig up some like, I don't know, some inflatable chairs, maybe some poppers, like some like, just go through and be like, yeah, this was this was the nineties. And by yep. poppers, I assume you mean Adidas poppers, not... Yeah, I don't mean, like, <laughs> the drug. <laughs> I feel like maybe digging through a landfill and poppers may be better for you. I think probably a more oh, enjoyable experience. It'd probably feel better. You'd it'd probably, probably feel a lot better, yeah. Um, but no, yeah, like just like, it's, it's like that kind of stuff which I'm a sucker for, but at the same time, I don't want... I'm not one of those people who's like, yeah, buy me that for Christmas. Like, who, yeah, who are like, trying to relive that. It's like, no, I just want to see it archived. I want to see that thrown out and go, yeah. stuff, isn't it like and i'm a big fan of one of the things i really like in the world is looking at things that have been made yeah and again it goes back to that realism thing of like look at um you know well get nostalgic about toys or video games and stuff because someone made something mm. like a rubik's cube is a thing that someone put into the world and that that interests me and it's, it's even goes down to like most of my glassware and stuff in my house is branded in some sort of way because I've got a bunch of retro Pepsi glasses that I like because they look cool and someone made that with a brand on it and that's that's a thing. It's not like I don't have a predilection for the brand or anything, but it's just something that got made, something that's real, something that existed for a purpose. Um, I like this. I like stuff like that. I don't, I don't go overboard with it. I'm not like a mad collector of anything in particular, but there's just that the aesthetic of that kind of thing. Most of my Pinterest boards are kind of centered around that. Something which wasn't lying about what it was. Yeah, exactly. Just it is what it is. Like it is what it is. It is what it is. Like a Rubik's cube is a Rubik's cube. Uh, Coca Cola on the side of a wooden crate is Coca Cola on the side of a wooden crate. That's that is yeah. what it is. Yeah, I think that's what we need as a as a nice roundout message for twenty twenty one. Really, so yeah, this year it is what it is. It is what it is. Like we have no idea what to expect. Twenty twenty one was not what anyone expected, especially not when we were doing our podcast in in twenty nineteen, <laughs> and we were discussing what we wanted from the, the coming year. I think, yeah, you know, we need we need we need content, we need creation, and we need people just to just yeah, create it is what it is, and accept what their limitations are when creating to make something more sincere and it lasts longer. Really, from my yeah. Point. Yeah, like I, I just for me, it's just 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 be real kind of thing with it. I'll, I'll, I'll just work within your limitations. It, it's kind of like there's nothing there's nothing cringier than watching someone who doesn't have the budget to produce something like cinematic and cool mm. and high end 
try to work within the limitations to get the thing up here. It's like, if you can't achieve this because you haven't got the budget, or you haven't got the skills to do this, then achieve this really, really, really well. Like yeah. don't, don't do a bad version of this. Do a really good version of this. That's it. Like that's, that's how it's that's like, obviously if anyone on your podcast is still listening at this point, an hour and nine minutes in, I was rambling about the nineties. But definitely, um, we'll definitely still go listen to this one. Charlotte <laughs> and Brett will still be here, so it'll be yeah. fine. Um, but it's like obviously I do digital marketing and yeah. make content, and for a, ver- a variety of different people. And one of the things that I always kind of go with people is it's just like it's, it's that that kind of theory with it. Just just be the thing that you are and be the best version of the thing that you are and don't pretend to be anything else because people can, people can sniff out people trying to fake it till they make it from quite, well, I mean, most people can, most yeah. people can. Most like, people can. The people who, who will help you go forward can. You know, yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously that flies in the face of me saying people are thick at the moment and believe in random <laughs> COVID I was about to say, this is a very positive like message like coming from you. But it, it depends what people's it depends what people's agenda is. That's the, that's the thing. Like yeah. it depends what people's agenda is. And some of those same people who would call you out for inauthenticity on mm. your brand website or your content on your social media are the same people that will quickly tell you five G is causing um, COVID yeah. um, because they like to be in the out crowd. But ignoring that and going with a much more positive outlook, which we, we, when we discussed doing to this year's podcast, we were saying we should probably start on something fairly light to lead yeah, into yeah, the like, year. But, but that, you that's, know, that's my message with anyone. Like when it, when yeah. it, social media and like digital marketing and just presenting yourself as a person, like as a personal brand or as a brand that you own or do is just be the most authentic version of what you are. And that's, that's, that's it. And then do that at scale and anything that works, hold on to it and repeat it. Anything that doesn't work, it's not as good as you think it is. That's a good message that's, to end this one. That's pretty much that, yeah. That rounds but, it out. Well, thank you once again, Mine, for joining me in what is good. December uh, 2020 still at this point. We'll, we'll, we'll be going live in January. Thank you for anyone who's joining us this year. Um, it's been lovely to speak to my brother once again. As always, um, and that's yeah. Sure. Listen, listen to his message, and hopefully, hopefully, you enjoyed the trip through the nineties, which we took. Yeah, as I was gonna say, like, and you never know. Um, this year, like I have said, like it might be, I might actually get around to starting my YouTube channel. Um, I know, oh. I know. I mean, if it happens, I'm all, all for it. You know. Yeah, um, well, I just, might get around to it. You never. Just know. gotta actually get around to doing it. It's just what I have to get around to doing. You've got to be your most authentic self, man. And if your authentic self is not producing things, then... <laughs> like, I, it will just be me, because like, I, I know what I want to do with it, and I, can, I know it will just be me. It won't be too dissimilar to yours, but it'll be in a different <laughs> angle. And it will, it will just be me talking to people. And yeah, like I just need to get around to it. I just need to get around to it. Um, let's pick a damn name first. One that hasn't been taken, because all the names are taken. Yeah, that is the hardest part of starting any podcast, as we we have found once again. But on that, do you know what I like? I wish for twenty twenty one, other than that weird website which is going to tell me where things are streaming. Yeah, someone like that would be that. Like, at some way, at some point, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, whatever, just go delete all the inactive pages and all, and like free up usernames. 
honestly just free up all the fucking usernames like the amount of things i've like thought of a good name for yeah. you go on instagram and you search it and there's one person using that moniker and they've never made a post in their life and they've got two followers and it's like it's a dead inactive account it's like just wipe them all that's what we need that's what we need we, we need a wipe clean and some authenticity and on that yeah, note well, you never have to wait for a new site to come along to get the username that you want or add a bunch of shit to the end i'll be really meta with it but yeah like that would be a good thing for 2021 someone turned around and went all the anyone that hasn't uploaded to instagram in two years account's gone that's good <laughs> or it's you right get assigned, i you agree get assigned a random set of numbers as your username yeah you lose your username yeah. unless you reclaim it yeah yeah unless uh, you reclaim it yeah well, like, in fact, you know what you should be able to do? If I say to Instagram, I want that username, and that person has six months to say yes or no to Instagram, six months is a long-ass period of time for them to not check their account. If you haven't checked your Instagram account in six months, that's on you. Someone in a coma is going to get screwed out of their sweet username. <laughs> I mean, obviously, this is kind of coma. I'm going to give it back. But, well, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, but, right. We'll wind that up. Yeah, well, I'll end there. Yeah, Sounds well, fun. Right. Thank you for talking Enjoy, to me. Enjoy, and I'll catch you soon. We'll talk to these guys later. Bye.